The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The following episode contains adult content and violence. Listener discretion is advised. Chapter 5. The Fall. Fury raged through me as I felt the overwhelming presence of so many Sith. It was no surprise they betrayed us, but they were attacking the Senate Tower and the Jedi Temple. I could give a damn about the Senate, but the Temple was an utter outrage. Younglings. Most my children's age were there. My master. My brother. Kazrin. The streets and skies were the most chaotic battlefield I'd ever seen. I killed every Imperial that got in my way, and I was so focused on this task, I ignored any cries for help. I had to get to the temple. I was halfway there when I saw Kazrin. He was helping an injured group of people out of the streets as Imperial bombers flew by, pointing them in the direction of safety. Relief poured through me as I rushed over to him. He embraced me tightly. You can't stay here, Larissa. They're going to trap us here. Use us as leverage. You must get out. Report back to the Council what's happened. I pulled roughly out of his embrace. No. I'm not leaving. We've got to get to the temple. It's lost, Larissa. You can't. We can't just let them take it! Kazrin said something to me, but I didn't hear him. My master had fallen. I felt his death and my anger surged. Ignoring my brother, I released the blades on my double-bladed lightsaber and began running in that direction. Kazrin used the force to give him a burst of speed, and suddenly he was in front of me again, putting up his hands. Larissa! Larissa, stop! But I couldn't stop. I just couldn't. I flicked my wrist and I used the force to make my brother fly <clears throat> off to the side out of my way. I charged towards the temple again, but Kazrin recovered and used the force to yank me back towards him. Larissa, this is not the way. We can't fight them here. But I can kill most of them. I wanted their deaths. I needed their deaths. Every time a Jedi fell, I could feel it, and they just kept falling. It was feeding my rage so hotly, I could no longer ignore it, and I certainly couldn't control it. I just didn't know how. Over a decade of feelings I tried so hard to release exploded inside of me as if they had never left. Not even the thought of my children brought me any peace, but it only fed my rage. What if they'd been in the temple? What if I'd arrived hours earlier and taken them to see their uncle? It was my job to kill Sith. I was excellent at it, and nothing was going to stop me from doing so now. I started for the temple again. I said stop! You have to get out of here, Larissa, now! Asrin shot his hand out, his force power knocking <sighs> me backwards purposefully hurting me this time, trying to get my attention. I got to my feet, my knuckles scratched and bleeding, my face a pure mask of fury. Help me, or get out of my way. Don't do this. We'll fight them together, just not here. Get out of my way! 
The power of my roar knocked him backwards. I leaped at him, but he was up and he blocked my blade. I could smell the smoke, the blaster fire, the charred flesh. The death of the Jedi, the hate of so many Sith coursed through me and I used it. Kazrin suddenly became an enemy and all I could think about was defeating him. It was insane how powerful I felt, how much sharper, faster my motions became. He had no choice but to engage me and he couldn't hold anything back. If he still harbored any hope, I would not use every breath left in me to avenge what had just been done. His blade came at my chest, I countered. It came at my head and I ducked, put a hand to the ground, pushed upwards and flipped over him. I kicked him hard in the back, sending him stumbling forward. I charged, but he was so quick. He met every strike, he put me back on the defensive and that just fed my anger. His foot landed in my chest and sent me backwards. He used his force power to rip up the Duracrete sidewalk, sending a stream of rocks into my path. Growling, I cut through them and leapt at him again, my blade coming down towards his head. He brought his own up and blocked my strike. He tried to sweep my feet out from underneath me, but I jumped and thrust my blade at his midsection. He twirled his own double-bladed lightsaber, knocking away my strike, and with the other end, he cut my face near my jaw. I blanched at the hit, and for just a second, tasted my own blood. Stop. Please. You've gone too far. I couldn't hear him. I didn't even see him. I attacked again and we were locked in a fierce battle, the sounds of our sabers cutting through the air, strike after strike after strike until suddenly it happened. I gained the edge. I saw the opening I needed and without hesitation I went in for the kill, triumph on my face as I drove my lightsaber into his chest. In that moment the world returned to focus. In that moment I saw him saw Kazrin, my beloved brother, the shock on his face, the twist of pain. What had I done? Kazrin, I withdrew my blade and dropped it. He collapsed and I caught him frantically. Oh no, oh no, 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 Kazrin, I'm sorry. Don't leave. Oh, please don't go, please don't go. I didn't mean it. Don't lose your way. Kazrin, I'm so sorry. Please don't die, please. But he did die. Not a second later, despite my furious tears and pleading sobs. And when he was gone, I shattered. I clutched him to me. I clutched him to me so tightly and I screamed. I screamed and I roared and I sobbed and I felt like I would come apart at the seams with the force of my agony. Larissa. Get up! Come on, get up! Reed was pulling on me. I didn't know how long she'd been there or what she'd seen, but it didn't seem to matter. I killed him. You want to get off this planet or not? We gotta go. Reed grabbed my arm and forced me to my feet. I went with her, letting her lead me like I was a lost child. Reed had her blaster in one hand and was firing off shots as we ran and talking into her earpiece. Shut. Keep those engines running hot. I still don't know how Reed managed to get us off Coruscant. I can only attribute it to her natural ability as a pilot. A few hours after the battle, Zarin contacted us. I spent that time in a daze, sitting almost motionless in the main hold of my sister's ship. I hadn't said a word. I still couldn't. <laughs> 
when Zarin's hollow image appeared. Oh, thank gods you're both all right. The relief in her voice brought tears to my eye. Reza? What's wrong? Reed moved in front of me, shielding me from Zarin. Kazrin's dead. I'd felt it. But I'd hoped. Sith got him. Larissa. Zarin, I'm so sorry. It's not your fault, Larissa. Kazrin is one with the Force now. We must find comfort in that. I must go. I'll let you know when I find out more. I love you. Both of you. Let me take you home, Larissa. No. Not yet. Reed escorted me to one of the empty rooms on her ship. Days later, the Empire forced the Treaty of Coruscant, and the Republic felt it had no choice but to take it. I heard the Republic blame the Jedi for what happened, and that news infuriated me. As soon as I felt my rage, though, I thought about Kazrin, and I retreated back into my solitude. I ignored the calls of the Council of First Knowledge, and I spent weeks alone in my room on my sister's ship, wrapped up in the weight of my grief, the never-ending circles of questions in my head. Why had I snapped like that? Where had my training failed me? How could I have possibly killed someone I love so much? My own brother. Eventually, I realized there was only one choice. I wouldn't get answers in this room, or with the Jedi, or inside the Republic. I had to leave. I told Reed my plan and wasn't surprised when her first response was, I'm going with you. You know you can't. I've got to do this. And who else is going to watch the kids for me? It was a job I knew Reed would gladly take on, and I wholeheartedly approved of her crew. Lencoro had a crush on Akavi and was learning to speak Mandalorian. Vancito made fast friends with Baldar and would spar with him, giving him pointers on his vibroblade. Veltana adored Rish and had taken a fast entrance into the inner workings of a ship. When they weren't with Elijah or myself, there was no other place I'd want my children to be. They were getting a real education. Reed hugged me tightly and I hugged her back. Don't like not being able to watch her back. I know. Take me home so I can say goodbye to the kids? Of course. I was standing in their bedroom. All three of them were sound asleep. I tucked them in an hour ago myself. My brow was pinched together and my jaw tight as I watched their peaceful faces. Lencoro slept just like Elijah did. Not being biologically connected, I always thought that a curious amusement. Elijah came to stand behind me. He put his hands gently on my shoulders. You don't have to do this. Yes, I do. I'm lost, Elijah. I need the knowledge I don't have, no matter where it comes from. Kazrin. He's dead because of me. I'm a Jedi Master. How did I fall so fast? I've been in battles before, surrounded by the enemy, by their anger, by hatred, by death. Why was this time so different? What if it had been one of them? You would never- Killed Kazrin? You're right, but I did. I'll never trust myself. I've got to go. Reed will pick them up in the morning. I leaned up and kissed him. 
He caught my face between his palms, holding his mouth to mine. I backed him out of the children's room, closing the door behind us. The sun had not yet risen when I left Elijah, kissed my children's sleeping foreheads, and I left. I'd only taken a few steps when I heard the front door open. I turned, and Vencito flung himself at me. I struggled with tears again as I wrapped my arms around him. He wasn't alone, only the first out the door. I looked over the top of his head as Lencoro and Veltana followed. Vencito released me, and I felt his reluctance, but he gave his siblings a turn. I squeezed my arms around Lencoro and Veltana the same. Will you be back, mother? I promise. Lencoro stood between his siblings. He put his young arm around Veltana and touched Vancito's shoulder. He gave me one of his brilliant, charming smiles. Mom, love you. I held their gazes a moment longer. Before any more tears came, I left. First, I had to tell Zarin the truth. I owed her that at least. More than that. I flew back to Coruscant. Being there made me uneasy, but not just because of my guilt. I recalled the power I felt during my fight with Kazrin, and I didn't know what to do with that feeling of rightness. It didn't take me long to find my sister in one of those gardens surrounding the Senate Tower, meditating. I didn't break her ritual. Instead, I watched my beloved sister, and I felt my heart constrict again. This wasn't the conversation I wanted to have with her. I wanted to tell her she was an aunt three times over. I wanted to tell her how wonderful they were, how great Reed was with them. Instead, I had to tell her. Teresa, I want us all to reconnect. And soon. It's been too long. She smiled and got up. Walking over to me, she hugged me tightly, and her words broke my heart a little more. I closed my eye and simply basked in her affection, because I knew in a moment I would no longer receive it. Finally, I had to draw away. My voice was stronger than I felt when I admitted. Kazrin wasn't killed by the Sith. I killed him. Why would you say that? I told her everything about our fight. I told her of my struggles over the years before. The only thing I didn't tell her was my family. Zarin looked torn apart by the news, and I could feel the strength of her conflicting emotions. I must. I must report you to the council. They can help you, Larissa. You will come with me. I'm not going to the council. You are a master. You will come with me to the council. Zarin, I'm leaving. You will do as I say! She backhanded me, the force of her blow causing blood. I merely took it. It was nothing less than I deserved. Immediately, I felt her regret. I hated that I would cause her this, make her snap. Zarin, I'm so sorry. For a moment, my proud, strong sister looked broken. She sunk to her knees. Oh, Larissa, what have you done? I will never hurt a member of our family again, I swear it. And before she could say anything else, I ran. Chapter 6, The Dark Side Larissa Dacklin had to die. I didn't want there to be any trail that would link me back to my family. I shaved my head during the trip to Narshada. 
When I landed, I went to the Corellian sector. There was a shop that did cybernetics, a small, one-man place run by a Twi'lek. I knew him for my work as a shadow. He smiled when he saw me, commented me on the lack of hair before he started. When he was finished, my empty Miraluka eye socket now housed a cybernetic eye. An auditory implant was in my right ear. When he turned around to wipe his hands, I shot up, locked my arms around his neck, and squeezed. He was strong, but not strong enough to save his own life. And when his body hit the floor, guilt flooded me. I'd never, never killed anyone like that. For a brief moment, I dared to think about Elijah, about our children, but as that emotion welled inside of me, I ruthlessly crushed those thoughts. I couldn't go there, not now. Not yet. If I would learn the type of control I wanted over my passion, I had to know more of the dark side. I would submit to it completely, and once I could command it, I would choose the person I wanted to be. I found three barrels of anthracite in the storeroom. I dragged them into the front of the shop, kicked them over, and ignited the fuel. Staring into the flames, I slowly shed my Jedi robe. Silently, I said goodbye to that part of my life, dropped it into the fire, and walked away. It wasn't hard to sneak on to Korriba. I'd spent enough time around the Sith and the Empire to know what to look like and how to get past spaceport security. I had a black and red robe, commonly worn by Sith, that I used during missions as a shadow. I donned that garment now and placed my double-bladed lightsaber in my closet. I'd kept the lightsaber of the first Sith Lord I'd killed on my own. Slowly, I closed my hand around the hilt, drawing it to me. I studied the handle. It was slightly heavier than mine, but felt comfortable in my hand. I ignited the blade. Purple. It would do. I returned the blade to its sheath, placed it on my hip, and exited the ship. No one stopped me. I moved as if I belonged there. Inwardly, I latched on to a feeling that I had never given such free reign before. Hate. I let it grow with each step and transform my grief at my brother's death, his murder, into anger. I let it radiate off of me. Some of the Imperial military that I passed stopped to salute me respectfully, as if I was a Sith Lord. I headed straight for the Sith Academy. I walked right into a ring of new acolytes, withdrew my lightsaber, and cut down the teacher in one fatal strike. The acolytes went completely still, shock, then uncertainty on their faces, questions in their eyes. I pointed my lightsaber at all of them. I am Darth Virez. You will all challenge me. They hesitated because they believed me. I killed another one of them, making it clear their consent to the challenge wasn't needed. They would fight me or die. And either way, they would die. When they all rushed at me, I surged into the battle and instead of reaching for the calm of the Jedi, I let my emotions rage. A blood frenzy like I've never felt ripped through me and before I realized it, there were no more acolytes left to fight. 
A Sith Lord was standing there, his apprentices standing behind him, all of them watching. As I turned, instantly I recognized the Sith Lord's face, Darth Angle. He'd led the forces that attacked the Senate Tower on Coruscant. My bloodlust surged again, its power tightening my muscles. I licked my lips, just waiting for him to attack me. Who are you? I was clear when I spoke my name. You will answer my question, or you will die. <laughs> By you? I think not. Darth Angrel smiled coldly. He motioned and the two Sith behind him pushed back their cows and charged at me. I didn't wait. I leaped at them too. I parried the strike from the one on the left, used that momentum to add strength to my swing at the Sith that was on my right. As a Jedi, I had restrained my passion to a forge inside my mind. Now I let it burst open in a violent flash. Their hate was stronger than their skill. Instead of fighting it off, I let it flow through me. It all translated into my motions. I moved faster, my strikes hit harder. I used the force to rip up the ground and use my heightened power to smash a boulder into the face on the Sith on the right. His bones crushed under the impact and he collapsed, dead before he hit the ground. The second threw his force power towards me, but I held up my hand and I caught it. When I pushed back, it sent him flying, and I leaped towards him, using the force to propel me. He'd no sooner hit the ground than I impaled him to it, driving my lightsaber through his heart, my breath released in a victorious hiss. More. I wanted more. I called one of the dead cis lightsabers to my offhand as I rose, centering my gaze on Darth Angle. He laughed, the sound of annoyance. I wanted to rip his throat out. I leaped at him, but he shot his hands out and the force rammed into me, taking my breath away as I was drilled into the ground, the momentum sending me tumbling across the dirt. Pain like I had never experienced it tore through my body as I struggled to get up. Your hate is strong, but it could be stronger. What holds you back, Jedi? I snapped my eye to him when he called me that. With a growl, I charged again and he pulled out his blade at the last moment, clashing it against mine. As a duelist, I was a match for him, and for a time we reveled in the dance of saber play. But all too soon, Angrel realized he would not beat me this way. But eventually, I would beat him. It was his command of the dark side that gave him his edge. He parried my strikes and shot out his hand. I immediately felt the force grip around my throat, cutting off my airflow rapidly. Narrowing my eye in fury, I stopped trying to get my breath and used my strength in the force, ripping up the ground again and hurled the debris at his head. With my other hand, I force pushed him, putting space between us. He released me and slid backwards, but he used the force to catch the rocks and sent them hurtling back in my direction. I was gasping for breath and only managed to cut through some of it, but larger pieces cracked into my torso. Another struck me in the temple, knocking me to the ground and jerking loose my vision. Were it not for my cybernetic eye, I wouldn't have seen his lightsaber coming towards me. I quickly rolled to the right, but I had just gotten to my feet when I felt his force power again, slamming into my chest. 
It knocked me backwards, but instead of letting me go, he used the force to rip me to him like he just hooked a fish and rammed the point of his lightsaber into my side. He'd chosen a non-lethal spot, but when you got stabbed with a deadly weapon, that wasn't saying much. Darth Angle studied me without saying a word for long, never-ending seconds. I had no choice but to merely endure the pain while he regarded me. An apprentice I had high hopes for has been killed by a rival Darth. I seek another. Are you worthy? The thought of serving Angril filled me with a brand new kind of hatred. But I had come to learn about the dark side and he just bested me in combat because of his command of it. I could use him as he would use me. And when the moment was right... I was going to kill him. <sighs> My skill speaks for itself. Every second you live is a gift from me, fallen one. This would hurt. But I brought my hand up, a blade sliding from its hidden compartment at my wrist, and I shoved it straight at his neck. He was faster, by a second. But that was all it took to catch my wrist and save his own life. Before he could smirk, I headbutted him and almost passed out when the jerking motion jarred the lightsaber still in my side. Angrel grunted and made a furious sound. <laughs> then he chuckled darkly. <laughs> He ripped out the lightsaber and I collapsed. To add to my injury, he walked around me and kicked me viciously in my uninjured side. I felt a rib crack. Probably two. He stepped back when he was finished, eyeing me as I struggled to get up. I knew I wouldn't be able to, but I also knew better than to show a Sith any kind of weakness. If you can survive here while you heal, you will be my apprentice. Learn much. When I call you, you will be ready, or you will die for my trouble. Am I clear? Yes. <clears throat> Master. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Legacy. Please remember to subscribe, drop us a review, and share this story with your friends. To view the full cast list, get your copy of Legacy, and learn about Crystal's sci-fi novels and other upcoming fiction podcasts, please go to crystalsimagination.com. Episode 2 features voice performances by Crystal Storm, Jake Riker, Bunbarian, Tara, Adam Corman, Hannah Cardiac, and Ensville Games. Legacy's theme song is composed by Daniel Cherlitza, titled Star Wars Dark Side Themes Reimagined. Additional amazing tracks contributed to this episode, so please read the description for full credits and links to each track. Legacy is a work of fan fiction created inside the Star Wars The Old Republic universe. It is written, directed, and produced by Crystal Storm. The Daklin family are original characters created by Crystal. A big thank you to BioWare, LucasArts, and Disney for providing such a rich world to create it.